welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello everybody at home and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host Tristan Riddell and with me as always is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt, today we have the eighth episode of season two of Lower Decks, I Excretus, which is a hard thing to say. <laughs> yes, and it is. Is that, a, is that a poop joke? Is that a Borg poop joke? It sure could be. <laughs> now, I'm sure there's a story behind this, but I have not yet dove, like, dug in and found what this is about, where it's coming from. I'm sure it's got some origin. Well, I, Claudius, is the, is the uh, initial reference of I Borg. Okay. And then so I, I think this is a this is a reference to that. So you have oh, I Claudius okay. as the original reference, then I Borg as TNG, and then I Excretus, which I think is a <laughs> a joke on excretion and locutus. <laughs> which Because lower decks. That makes a lot of sense. Because lower decks. I think so. Yes. I think so. Well we gotta get a bar for a poop joke in there somewhere. And I'm pretty sure I saw the Borg babies poop. Did or they? or vomit. I'm not quite sure. And, and it was green, which is hilarious. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that. So this time around, I'm going to look for it. <laughs> anyway, but we're yeah, doing a commentary. <laughs> we're doing a commentary. And so, yes, this week we are, we're both really excited to talk about this. We texted each other privately before we started recording. And we both were just like, wow, what a blast. This was, this was a fun one. This one has a lot of references in a really inventive way on how to reference past storylines. Yeah, oh, this is a fun ride, and I'm very excited to watch it again, and with you. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get going. So if this is your first time listening, what we do is we queue up the episode, and we hit pause right after you see the rating, and before you see a CBS production, and then we'll go. We'll do a countdown of 3, 2, 1, play. You can play with us, and then you can watch, it, watch along and uh, have it queued up, or you can just listen to it while you're in your car, your commute, or however you listen to podcasts, and you'll still be entertained so Shar, are you ready i am so ready all right so here we go three two one play all right so right off the bat we get a reference to tng because i'm pretty sure that satellite is an homage to the season one episode of tng uh, neutral zone with the frozen people from the 20th century. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, I knew it was making a reference to something, but I have stayed completely off Twitter <laughs> as of yet about this episode. Have did not see the reference, but I'm sure Trekcore already has a tweet about it. Oh, yes, I'm sure. Yes. And we're going to get so many subtle references like that. It's and the way they do it <laughs> is just so like natural. You know, they're not just chalking it in because they can. It's it's very much integrated into the story. I really thought that we would see them rescued after the t- after the title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get that chop like that straight cut and I love the mm-hmm. sound effect that goes along with 6 hours later. Now here's my question is did they go and fix the temporal vortex and then come back or midway on route they realize, "Oh, we left them. We got to go back." My guess, my headcanon because we don't know, <laughs> yeah. is that they did go and they fixed what they needed to fix. 
and then they called on Mariner or Boimler or something to do something, like get something menial, like, you know, like <laughs> give me a cup of coffee or go stack yeah. these bricks. Exactly. And yeah. it didn't get done. And they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. And my bad. It wasn't a vortex. It was a causality loop. Very causality different. Loop. Yes. yes. Now, why were they freezing at the end? You That's think a... that the suits would protect them from that? Unless they tried to conserve power because mm. they only had so much oxygen to try and get by. That's the only way I can rationalize it. Maybe there's something yeah. better out there, though. Very pretty. Yeah, pretty nebula. So we got 24th century blankets. <laughs> They're very, like, it's very shimmery gold. And I just wonder, what is that, like, the warming coils or what? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Could have used those when I lived in Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I, I'm so glad that they brought that up when Shaq says that we're all equals on this ship. And then Ransom yeah. says, they sleep in a hallway. <laughs> yes. I appreciated that, too. Because <laughs> you've mentioned I, many I, times, yeah. like, oh, just yeah. how that bugs me. unusual that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I know it's they're trying to drive the point home about mm-hmm. how there's inequality, but this just makes no sense to have that kind of left like you don't need to reserve that kind of space on that size of a spaceship. <laughs> sure. Now, now I love this. I love this idea because personal holographic pods totally needs to be a thing, and I'm so glad that they came up with that. One hundred percent. Although I am very much in line with Mariner at this particular point of the episode because this reminds me of corporate team building exercises. And either it's somebody who just got roped into it and it's super lame, or you get these people that are like this character, which is just like a phony motivational speaker type, you know, just way too enthusiastic and excited about the whole thing. And you're just rolling your eyes. No. But this is a great setup because- yes. It's we know that they're going to fail all of these situations. It's just a matter of how. And you don't have to worry about getting to the conclusion necessarily. You don't have to worry about how it's going to wrap up. You're just here for the ride. And that's what makes it so fun. You can just relax and enjoy it. And I love that we got like a little preview up top, like on that scoreboard where it said what kind of situations they were going to be in. Oh, man. And so many. They used the straight up episode titles. <laughs> yes, they did. A lot of TNG episode titles, a couple of yeah. TOS, and then just a couple of references generally. I did pause and look. <laughs> oh, you have to. Chain of command? Good right? lord. Woo, who would Hero want worship. that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That good. has to be the worst one, right? Chain, chain of command has to be the worst. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, um, there's others I would pick ahead of that one. See, because seriously, all you need is enough room to do jumping jacks. And then that's it. That's as big as the holodeck needs to be. It's true. This is a really innovative idea. Why isn't this everything on the holodeck? Right? Yeah, unless the smaller pod, because they do run into the wall every now and then. It's only that's capable true. of so much movement. Maybe that's why you have to have the big hollow grid. I don't know. And have Yeah. I'm sure there's reasoning behind it, but I like it. Yes. I love that they're talking about this. Like, nothing makes me hornier than torturing someone. (laughs) It's such a great callback to the last episode, which was all about Billups' virginity. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he, yeah. Like, he's, um, I think in the previous episode, we talked about bisexual representation, but then I saw a lot of people talk about asexual representation. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh And then so they go in the opposite direction with Mirror Universe with him being like super horny with violence and everything (laughs) like that. Yeah, of course he would be. Yes. And no mustache. Oh. Yeah, no mustache, but but I think a beard. beard. Yeah. He had a beard, but no mustache. Look at that. Great catch. (laughs) So funny. Speaking of great catches, saluting with the left hand as opposed to the right hand. <laughs> and the, the whole body snatcher shriek just killed me. <laughs> I laughed at flogging a Vulcan just because Voyager <laughs> reference. So what did you think about the, what's it called, a Pandonian? Like, what did you think about her floating around, like three segments floating around and everything like that? <laughs> An interesting idea. Definitely a character that could come back and we could learn more about them. Uh, it's great for animation because in real life, making that happen, uh, what, the logistics of that would be very difficult. In animation, not a problem. I never noticed this. The Klingon has a, a horn on his toe, on the top of his feet. Oh, does he really? Okay. That's, look at that. Look. Oh, that's a thing? That's weird. I've okay. never seen a talon on Worf before. I'm pretty sure we've seen his feet. I don't know. Maybe we have Yeah, and this is hearkening right to a Worf story where he wanted to oh, be yeah. killed honorably. Yeah, and Riker refused. Yes. And so, yes, yeah, this is a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. <laughs> it really is. This is like Kobayashi Maru pod style. Mm-hmm. I do find it interesting that later on, the senior staff will get to do their simulation together, but the lower deckers are doing theirs individually. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, pr- from a story standpoint, compression, like plot compression is my guess. But in universe, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So total callback to TOS, even the red background, like the red sky and landscape. Sure. A lot of Western type stuff. Even, you could even say it's a callback to the holodeck program that Troy and Worf and Alexander did, was, which was Old mm-hmm. West type of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I I laughed out loud and I laughed again at Mariner saying, horses love me. And then later, ow, bad horse. <laughs> Did not go well for her very quickly. So I was a little surprised that they went so direct with the good of the mini storyline with Rutherford where like uh-huh. it is straight up from Wrath of Khan. Like 100%. Era, the suits, even the sh- it's a Constitution class, and it's an Enterprise. Even the ship when they, them. yes, yeah. yeah, it's the Enterprise, or at least a Constitution class ship that explodes. No, I saw the name Enterprise just now. I just now was I, it. I, oh, I didn't catch okay. it the first time, but yeah, on the top left, the middle left there, it says Enterprise. Okay, okay. So it's interesting that they went so direct with that. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm when, Fail. when Boimler started succeeding, I was so happy. I was like, okay, good. Boimler needed some wins here. Like, <laughs> but does he win? Does he? <laughs> I think he does. Like, he's kind of a badass in this storyline. Well, you know what's great is he is such a perfectionist. He is that perfect person who wants to get it right. He is so desperate to get that perfect score. And his journey is that he's going to have to sacrifice that for the greater good. That is his Kobayashi Maru. It's so good. And he just throws the phaser at him. <laughs> you th- that's something that Worf would do. This is true. I lost it at the Borg babies. Me too. 
I think that's my favorite part of the episode. Is it? Yeah. It might be mine as well, or it's certainly up there. But I also do enjoy the woohoo as the sphere speeds off and escapes. Like, I think, like, as the Boimler storyline progresses and you start to see more and more Borg babies, like, strapped to his <laughs> chest and, like, yes. like, on a cord and everything, that I, like, th- that I really enjoyed. That's what was, was really funny. funny. Yeah. And maybe because my wife just had a baby, but. Maybe so. And congratulations to you and your family. Yes, you have a new addition. Thank you. Is it Thank a Borg so baby? Thankfully, no. It came out with okay. no implants. Oh, yeah. phew. Yeah. Okay. We were, we were all relieved. And that was the first question I asked in the hospital. We were worried. We were concerned. Yeah. Yes. You know, something I really love about this episode is that the music is really taking advantage of the thematic stuff that we're seeing on screen. Like when we had Rutherford in engineering, we're getting kind of like the Star Trek II vibes. With the Boimler scenario, you're getting first contact vibes. And then later on, when we get the Genesis type (laughs) scenario... Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to cut to this. Uh, hello, yeah, orgy. Yeah. There is a full-blown or In that right there. Okay. Spread eagle. Spread eagle. Boims. That and, was oh, a, gosh. That you know was what the funniest part? I thought it was hilarious just because of Mariner's reaction. She goes from kind of being intrigued, like, ooh, to immediately seeing him and going, ew. Yeah. No, I think, yes. I, I thought it was funny, <laughs> and I did laugh, but at the same time, I was like, I could have gone my whole life without seeing that shot, and now it's in my brain. Well, I mean, they did have the courtesy to block off what you really didn't oh, want to God. see, sir. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think that could have been cut and would have been just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lower Decks has had no problem with expressing sexuality and nudity. This is just a thing that the show's going to do. Not everybody likes it. I get that. Oh, I'm fine with the sexuality aspect of it. And honestly, like, push the envelope. But straight up spread eagle is <laughs> too much even for me. Okay. And, and meanwhile, I didn't have a problem. I, I was laughing my ass off. Well, I'm sure you were. <laughs> well, we were mentally prepared. Naked now scenario. Here we go. Yeah, Bam. you knew that Everybody was coming. Everybody in the mess you, hall. Get it on. As soon as you saw naked now on the scoreboard, you're like, oh, God, they're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, here we go. We're doing this. <laughs> I do like that we uh, continue the um, Tadana and Shaq's relationship. Yeah, they were having a good time, weren't they? Like in Naked Now, they were they were together. And then just now, she's going to lay his head on his butt. That's funny. Y- yeah, soft but firm. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like that they're continuing the theme of people understanding each other. In terms of bridge officers and lower decks, that it's not just, it doesn't feel like they're going to completely go back to quote unquote normal after this. That maybe there's going to be some sort of understanding of, wait, yeah, being a bridge officer is kind of difficult. It's not just meetings or doing what you want. And the same with lower decks where, oh man, it's not so much the physical labor, it's being out of the loop. 100%. Yeah, it's a theme that the show has explored before, but I feel like it's done really well here, and there is no going back from this. They have bridged more of an understanding, and I am curious to see what that's going to mean going forward. Are they going to work better together or not? Oh, I missed the Jim Hadar reference the first time I watched this. Oh, I believe I did as well. (laughs) Second time as well. (laughs) I would love to see some Jim Hadar. I would love to see a a storyline where... 
there was like a holdover in the Alpha Quadrant. Like there's some that went rogue, mm. you know? I'd it could happen. It could happen. Now, I love this artwork, the Escape from right? Space Dock. That oh was my good. God. I want every Hollow program to have that kind of art, sort of like an album cover. Each story needs its cover. You know somebody's going to do that online. Oh, of course they are, and I can't wait for it. Now, you know what's missing from this whole sequence is we needed an Excelsior-class ship to start going after them, and we needed just a little bit of a chase scene, don't you think? Yeah, like, I know the point was that they needed to die in space stock to show, like, that's how a bunch they failed, but it would have been sure. really cool to see the Excelsior. Uh, yeah, that, that's all. That's why I wanted it, was just that, like, yes. Even show it in, in space stock. Just show, like, a rear shot of the Excelsior sure, coming after Sure, just see them, it turning know? around, ready to pursue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. I think so, too. Yeah, especially considering just how many references we are getting. What's one more? Now I just want to watch Search for Spock. Me, too. I might do that tonight. <laughs> I I genuinely love that movie. Like, Me, too. I know it gets a lot of hate as being the weakest of the trilogy, but But I seriously, you can't have two and four without it. And I think it's highly underrated. We're not alone with that. Our friend Matt Hansen feels the same way, as well as others. So this, we've continued this theme of Mariner and Freeman, uh, <laughs> you know, coming together and understanding each other a little bit more each time. Yes, they're starting to understand where each side is coming from, which I think is fantastic. Also, we miss the Yeoman Ransom line which I thought was very cute. Yeoman Rand, Yeoman Ransom. Oh, I did miss that. <laughs> yes, and one of my favorite lines in this episode is, the carpet's always grayer on the other side. I think she said greener, didn't she? No, well, grayer because Starship. Well, no, yeah, that makes sense, but I could have sworn that I heard greener and I was like, oh, that's did a missed she? opportunity. They should have said like beige or something. <laughs> I thought the caption said grayer, but now I'm going to go back and check when we're oh, done. I could, I could totally be wrong. I could totally be wrong. <laughs> but that's cool. That's, that's much funnier if, if that's what they did. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, okay. So why on earth would she admit that she tampered with the results? Why not just like let it go? And Because if she just said, yep, that's totally what it was about, and then submitted her report... It, you know, yeah. the story would have been over. <laughs> yeah. She's got to be a little bit mustache-twirling villain to keep this thing going. And she'll get yeah. hers, which is very deserving at this point. And she does. At the end of the episode, she does. Yes. But, like, why would you... It's just, yeah. The, the, the mustache-twirling seemed a little too obvious. And, again, I know it's Lower Decks... Yeah, it um, is though. And they, yeah. in the past, they've been much more clever about that. It's just that this character, uh, that's what they chose to do with it. Okay, there's so many other bright spots in this episode. I'm willing to let that one thing go. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, it's not a... Because she is kind of a phony and she does suck and I don't know. <laughs> Horses love me, shut up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another really good line. There's so many good lines in this one. It's hard for me to pick a favorite. There's at least three that are top contenders for me. So, 
I, I just, I, I absolutely love that Boimler is just being such a badass. He is, and the score just only keeps going up and up. We don't know exactly how many times he's tried this, but man, this is like the Groundhog Day of <laughs> see, <laughs> board yeah, see, the Borg baby just threw up green. Oh, it did, and it's green. <laughs> That's so perfect. I love it. So he says that he beat the Borg Queen in chess. I want to see that story. <laughs> I want to see that scene. Seriously, how did that go? My goodness. And he gets that perfect score only to lose it, the poor guy. But he did it doing the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess even though this basically traumatizes him, that's his takeaway. I mean, that's that's his big lesson. <laughs> it's a pretty convoluted for him, but nevertheless, that's what we get. Now, how did you uh how did you feel see or hearing Alice Krieger as the board I, queen cuz it's her? I lost my mind because I was as the board queen came down, I was just like, oh, I wonder what her voice is going to sound like. I wonder how she's going to be. And then when you hear the her the tone of her voice, you're like, that is the one and only <laughs> Alice Krieger that is so freaking fantastic. Yes. And it's just, she's so perfect as the board queen. And it just, it, yeah, it's just, I fanboyed hard on that one. <laughs> You know, I did too, just because she really made her mark in that role in First Contact and thereafter. She is, to me, the Borg Queen. She's the OG, and it was fantastic to hear her rendition of it. No offense to anybody else who's played the Borg Queen. It's just, there's just yeah. something about her that well, makes her the original, this character. so it yeah. just, it helps. But it makes me wonder, too, where I'm like, why didn't we get her for uh, the upcoming Picard season? Because with all that makeup, you, you wouldn't see any age. I don't know. But then again, maybe she, like, doing a one-off, two-lined voiceover is way different from committing <laughs> to a few episodes yeah. of a, a live-action series. Now, she does live in the UK, right? So maybe it's just a matter of logistics. Ah, maybe she's committed okay. to other things, can't get over. But she Didn't could do a that. line or two in a studio, no problem. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I love that the Crystalline Entity... They kept the jagged edges. I know it's a crystal. Shut up. But like they kept it. They made it look like a 1980s TNG CGI effect. Yeah. True to form. They did a great job. Like I lost it when she blew on his face. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, Ooh, that tickles. Like that's something that she does with everyone, not just with Data. <laughs> Maybe she does. Maybe it's some weird fetish. <laughs> you need to drink more water. Your skin is a mess. <laughs> like the fact that Boimler said, if you assimilate me, it could be a net negative had me rolling. Oh, I loved it. Because of acid reflux. And, and hay fever. <laughs> hay fever. Oh, man, these are terrible problems. Which I'm sure in the 24th century, can't you get a hypo spray for either and both those things? Come on. You'd think. You'd think. There, you'd there's think. something... Every once in a while, like with Shaq's being covered in scars, like I know that they need to show that he's a badass, but like a dermal regenerator would take care of that immediately, unless sure. he likes the scars. Well, and maybe that is it. Maybe he likes that. Those are badges of honor. And of course, nobody is phased whatsoever. In... I love that they just go back to whatever it is they were doing. Okay, it's over. Nothing left to see. Oh, I didn't notice this before, but the the hips and legs of the the antagonist or shari 
uh-huh. uh, had had little hands, like those little tentacles, actually had fingers at the end and was pushing up oh, do the, they the really? hips from the I ground. I yeah. didn't know that either. Oh, wow. That's cool. See, there's so many little details. When we go back and watch this over and over, you're going to find something new every time. That's so much fun. That's one of the many the- reasons why I love this show. This is a shot from the opening credits, right? With the black hole and them falling into yes, the, it is. the asteroid field. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're getting some groovy motion picture type oh, effects here. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, very TMP. Um, yeah. Cotton Even thing. though this isn't a wormhole, nevertheless, I appreciate the callback. But that's definitely from the opening credits. Unmistakable. Oh, uh, I think we missed it, but I loved it when Tindy... When they said that they were going to another anomaly, Tindy kind of like quickly claps her hands like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) They get so excited about it. (laughs) The music in this episode just constantly makes me laugh. It is so perfect. Like when we cut back to the Borg cube, there's a dun-dun, and it's just so good. So you'd think, I know again, this is just for story's sake, but you'd think him getting assimilated would end this <laughs> the, the, the scenario no doesn't he end at something like eight percent he did not completely fail he's not at I don't zero know how you could come back from that yeah <laughs> well i do wonder in the next two episodes of the season because that's all we have left it like i want him to talk to the counselor or something to deal with this trauma because being assimilated <laughs> as we have learned from other parts of trek like this is no small thing and even though it was a simulation it's it's in his brain man it happened i i think it's probably not as traumatic as the real thing i think it was probably just i don't think they're gonna play it that hard it's gonna go one of two ways either we're gonna completely pretend it didn't happen and next week he's gonna be just fine or we're gonna see a counseling session and then i'm here for it if that's what happens this is another thing that has always bothered me. Why on earth would there be different uh, replicators? Right. What, what is the advantage of that? Like, what are you saving? What are you doing other than having some sort of BS stratification? Yeah. Like, they could have, instead of giving them one replicator, they should have said, oh, and we we totally lifted the, the restrictions on all the replicators. Exactly. Like, give them the access codes or the recipes or whatever the replicator needs. Because, yeah, I can't imagine that having fewer recipes in there is saving on power or, like, it doesn't have enough hard drive space or something like that. Yeah, not in the 24th nonsense. century. No. Absolutely Oh, nonsense. my gosh. Now, I, I see for, like, visual effect, okay, yeah, we're going to go there, but we didn't have to. Also, they had some beautiful jalapeno nachos at their table and they've already got access to some good stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode. Uh, if you guys like the episode or if you like our show, Second Contact, please let us know by finding us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at join nerd party or on Facebook and Instagram at the nerd party. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at the insane Robin. And you can find me at Oh, the profanity. And please go to our website at thenerdparty.com slash contact. That way you can uh, select sec- second contact, fill out the form, it'll send us an email. And yeah. also check out all of our other shows. We have something for everyone at the Nerd Party. We Truly. have Harry Potter, Star Trek shows, Star Wars shows, Babylon 5, movie, TV. We got everything that you could possibly imagine at thenerdparty.com. So definitely check it out. And and we only have two episodes left of oh my Lower Decks. So until next week, warp me. Join the revolution. 
Join the Nerd Party.